What is up, uh, dude? What well, is up, dog? <laughs> uh, Dodgers lost again tonight, oh, so that's yes. exciting. Uh, and, but well, now, okay. Let me ask you this: if, yeah. if you had to, if you had to rate it, uh, if we had a Likert scale, very disappointed, disappointed, neutral, <laughs> <laughs> satisfied, or very satisfied. Uh, what would you, how would you rate your feeling of tonight's performance? Uh, tonight, specifically, very disappointed. Last yeah. night, not. I mean, disappointed, but not very disappointed. But tonight, mm-hmm. very disappointed. Well, when it happens two times in a row. Uh, you start to you start to really look at okay, well, given the scenario of them being in postseason, trying to get into the World Series, what are the odds? What are these statistics of them? And then you know, Lindsay goes, they've got to win the next four in a row. Yep. <laughs> what are the odds of that? So that's when I checked out. I mean, I mean, it doesn't have to be in a row. It has no, to be the no, next they four. They have to five, win the next four games. Yeah. yeah, 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 and uh, yeah, that's a bummer. Yes, it is. I was I was bummed. In fact, I tuned out um, when the Braves got the two those two runs in that inning when they it was very close at the at home plate both times. Yeah. Um. When when they did that and they they tied it at four, I I kind of mentally checked out. I, I made dinner and all that stuff anyway. I mean, I was like yeah. I was doing other things. I wasn't even into the game. Lindsay was sitting there watching it, so she's definitely more of a fan than I am. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, now the house is quiet. And uh, everyone's upstairs, and now it's just you and I. <laughs> this is yes. Funny pod. <laughs> Very nice. Oh, Straight to the point, yeah. David. Yeah, man. Oh, uh, man. On our first Sunday. Not that anyone cares or knows, but. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, hey, I forgot. I forgot a thing last week. What's that? Uh, this is Corey Seager's number. Oh, is it? Uh, let's see. Uh, the track? Yeah. 14. No, isn't Corey Seager five? Hold on. Wait. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, no, he's number five. Okay. Oh, with last, last week's. Yeah. yeah wait, yeah, wait, yeah. hold on. Let's try that again. Uh, <laughs> five? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, number yeah, five yeah, yeah. on J.T. O'Donnell's list. I didn't even get to J.T. O'Donnell last week. Jeez. Um, oh, we, oh so he had one, huh? Yeah. He did. Yeah, Carry You was number five yeah. uh, on J.T. Wow, O'Donnell's Wow, that's way list. up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me move this uh, over a window. I'm, I feel like I'm really pushing the USB bus on this system here. Carry <laughs> uh, um, You, Chase This Light 2007. Man, did this one ever cause waves among hardcore fans when it came out? Jim first released a very soft song called Carry You as part of his side project, Go Big Casino, some years before Chase This Light. Jimmy Eat World put out a song with the same name on Chase This Light, but besides the melody and lyrics of the same verse, of the first verse, they're entirely different songs. I always found the debate confounding and unfortunate. I wish they'd just call the band version something else because the chase this light carry you is an unflinchingly beautiful piece of acoustic driven pop rock. Jim's voice soars in the choruses to a rare level, the lush guitars and wall of sound <laughs> approach enveloping the listener fully. Lyrically, Carry You is one gut punch after another. Going back to what I wrote about Kill and have mentioned several times during this piece, this is the single best song with happy, almost downright jolly sounding music set against devastatingly sad lyrics. You think this would be hard 
uh, to do, but the band has done it over and over for more than two decades. This list <laughs> is heavily populated with breakup songs. Carry You is their best song overtly about a breakup. Maybe a lie is what I need sometime. You told the most and best of anyone. I pace around the room to spend the time while waiting, uh, waiting while the burning pictures fade. And then the incredible final pre-chorus verse, roll down the windows, let the cold air come in, slap my face just to feel you somehow again, again. The way Jim sings that second again on that last line is the best anyone has ever said or sang that word in history for the record. <laughs> it sort of goes without saying that I've been critical of Chase This Light in this piece, and specifically its overproduction, but the attention to detail and, soaringly be and soaring beauty was a significant strength of Carry You, making it an indelible album cut and, far and away, their best song of this era. Carry You will also always take me back to waiting around the UNH campus during the fall semester of my junior year. Ah, uh, part... Oh, that's so funny. He... It's even longer. <laughs> oh, there's more? <laughs> there's more. I ran out of space. Give me just a second. <laughs> Oh, is this in like uh, one of the? I notes copy on the and side? pasted it into my notes. Yeah, and oh. it. Uh, <laughs> oh, it, oh, so close. Uh, a particularly fun time of my college years. Wow, just made it over the uh, the uh, threshold there. The threshold. Yep. Okay, so wow. that is Jake T. O'Donnell's number five. Uh, and then uh, I didn't mention this. I went back to because I got so excited that you had gone to the Jimmy World Archives. Uh, that I didn't pull this one little bit of them mentioning. So Zach posts February 13th, 2006 to the band's blog. Update 2.0. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. We hope the love is strong for everyone out there. Things are heating up a little bit here in Arizona for the band. We have about seven demos that are in rough form, but sounding really great. We are still a little ways away from full-on recording the album version of these songs, but we are getting closer every day. Some song titles so far are Carry You, Chase This Light, Stop, Beautiful Is, Dizzy, and Gotta Be Somebody's Blues. We have reserved the services of the very talented engineer Chris Testa to turn the knobs for us while we record the album at our studio in Tempe. We are shooting to record exclusively in our own studio, so we'll see how that goes. That's about it for now. We'll check in again soon to clue you in on all the progress. Peace. So that's what Zach said, February 13th, 2006. Uh, and I think that's all I have for housekeeping. I think I remembered one other thing, but I didn't write it down in housekeeping, and now I don't remember. <laughs> and if it, you know what, uh, if it was important enough, it will come back. Yeah, right. Uh, mm -hmm. So the track is You and I. It is a cover. Um, it is an, it is a B-side to Invented. It came on the iTunes bonus, uh, track 13 of 17, release date September 28th, 2010, produced by Trombino and Jimmy Eat World, recorded at Unit 2, uh, Mark Trombino's house, and Capitol Records. This uh, was written by Wilco and Jeff Tweedy. The artist is Wilco. Uh, on this cover, Jim is singing, uh, featuring Courtney Marie Andrews. Yeah. Um, 
And it's been a while, I feel like, since we mentioned her. So I have her written here. CMA, uh, born uh, November 7th, 1990, is an American singer-songwriter originally from Phoenix, Arizona, United States. She released her first widely distributed and breakthrough album, Honest Life, in 2016. From 2010 to 2011, Andrews recorded and toured with Jimmy Eat World, appearing on their 2010 album, Invented, and acting as the keyboardist and backing vocalist, on the subsequent tour, Andrews was responsible for keyboards, percussion, backing vocals, 2010 to 2011. Uh, and that would have made her 20 years old, <laughs> 20 yeah, and 21 wild, years old. Wild, huh? So crazy. I mean, what, yeah. what an experience so early in your life. <laughs> yeah. As a musician. Uh, how wild. So uh, the label, now I love this, DGC and Interscope. Uh, DGC is David Geffen Company. Uh, and... Uh, Geffen did some movies in the 80s, and there's one in particular I always attribute to his production company. Is there anything that comes to mind when you think of a David Geffen picture? Oh, and this is in the 80s? Yeah. I, okay, can I can I cheat a little bit and look at uh, Geffen, the screen? Okay, I'm seeing this. Oh, Geffen like the, uh, the... Yes. I'm trying to see if it... The logo? Yeah, it doesn't strike. It doesn't actually uh, ring any bells. Here, let me take. A, let me see. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, this is this is the one that I'm thinking of all the time. I'm gonna go ahead and throw that right here, just to be sure you're looking at the same one I'm looking at. It's the G that's on a, a globe, right? Yeah, it's like a the Death Star, oh, but it's, it's yeah. And I'm trying to think of it. It's there's nothing that's uh, that it's not sparking any memories. So I always think of Little Shop of Horrors. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's that's what that that logo always reminds me of. Little Shop of Horrors, the beginning of Little Shop. One of the right. one of the. I I uh, I watched it as a kid. <gasps> Loved that Rick Moranis was in it. Loved yeah. that there was this animatronic. Uh, basically, what it was a Venus flytrap or some yeah. kind of plant. It's a mean right? green mother from outer space, and yeah, she's it, bad. Mean green mother. <laughs> uh, and then I watched it probably like seven or eight years ago. And I yeah. thought this was this is morbid, and I, I know it came from oh, yeah. a, a stage play, but yeah, man, and you know the plant uh, wins in the end in the yeah in the theatrical in the play, version. yeah, yeah, the plant won in the end in the original version of the film, but it tested poorly, so they re uh, of course they reshot it. it. Although there's the some Hollywood great ending. songs in the in the in the uh, stage version that are not in the movie, um, and uh, like some really great moments with Seymour um, during the Meek Shell and Harriet. Anyway, that's what I think of when I think of David Geffen Company. But uh, DGC Records was an American record label that operated. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> the tenses are all over the place. Was an American record label that operates as a division of Interscope Geffen A&M Records, which is owned by the Vivendi-based Universal Music Group. Anyway. As if anybody cares about that. There's a whole Wikipedia. <laughs> you can Google it. Uh, no notable high note uh, listed for this, but C3 and B flat 2 are notable low notes. Uh, there is an, uh, I mean, it's not a demo. It's just the OG version. Um, so we can listen to that a little bit. Yep. Um, it was played one time by Jim Adkins, as far as I can tell. <laughs> For the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Team and Training Benefit Show at Modified Arts in Phoenix, Arizona, September 17th, 2009. Um, so that Jim only played it once live, It the uh, the the studio version is attributed to the band. Um, 
and uh, 10.7 thousand listeners on Last FM, 48.5 thousand Scrabbles, three of which are from me. And then Sick. I did want to point out publishing on this all songs published by Do I Get a Pickle with That Ass Cap, except you and I, published by Bug Music, Pear Blossom Music, Poe Fair Music, Words Ampersand Music, BMI, and Precision Auto, published by All the Songs Sound the Same Music, administered by Wixen Music publishing bmi so very important that you learned all of those uh things about the <laughs> publishing since you and i is not a do i get a pickle with that ass cap jam uh structure this is e flat major 117 bpm 5b camla and a 319 duration justin what do you want to do man you want to dig through the lyrics you want to listen to the original a little bit what, what, what are you, uh, you know what yeah let's uh let's give them a little bit of a, a, a sonic breakdown here let's listen to that original one sure Okay, now this is what you have sent me. I'll put this in the watch together to keep it yeah. fresh, right? All right, here we go. That way we can both watch it. You and I We might be strangers However close we get sometimes It's like we never met I'm playing the air tambourine right now. Ugh. How can you not bob to it? I can take it. All the good with the bad make something that no one else has but you and I. You and I. Me and you. What can we do? So real quick, uh, I yeah. should note that Jeff Tweedy and Jim Adkins share a lot of similarities in their voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The timber, right? I, I, I hear for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then also uh, that is uh, Leslie Feist, who went on to become Feist. Uh, now, yeah, that's what I was going to So let's let's talk a little bit real quick, I guess, uh, before we dig into the lyrics here. Sure. Uh, Wilco the band released Wilco the album. In 2009, uh, this Wilco, the album, was recorded January 2009 and released June 30th of 2009. It was recorded at Roundhead Studios in Auckland, New Zealand, and the Wilco Loft in Irving Park, Chicago, Illinois. And uh, this song appears as track number five on Wilco, the album. And uh, and yeah, then you mentioned Leslie Feist sings on You and I. 
Um, I know nothing about Wilco other than this was, I think, their seventh record. Um, yeah, they had some going back to the 90s, uh, I think early to mid-90s. Jeff Tweedy is a name I always hear about, um, but I, I never would have been able to tell you he was in Wilco. Right. And is that what people know him from? Is he like an industry plant that was like well, somebody before tell you. Wilco? Like <laughs> he was born in '67. Even... He's no best known as the singer guitarist of the band Wilco. So there yeah. it is. There's probably another Jeff with a very similar last name, Tweet, like to Tweety, that we might be getting mixed up with. Uh, but okay, so I thought I looked back at my my scrabbles for Wilco, and I thought I was going to have a lot more in 2000 or in in the late 2000s. You know, especially okay. because this this song came out in 2010. Maybe just before that or around that time, I was going to be... 2009, yeah. Yeah, so I was going to be interested in Wilco. But I don't know, of all the times, 2015, I have uh, 30 total scrabbles for Wilco. uh, And 18 of them were in 2015. So I have no idea what prompted me to search for them then. But I do know this. The name Wilco, I always liked the name. And I, I, I had either seen posters on friends' walls or... Their name came up, and I was intrigued by them. Never pursued that that, that interest uh, until much later. But I don't know. I don't think I was really. Uh, it, it was any. It wasn't anything mind blowing to me. I just. I they didn't click with me. So it, it, you know. I and it's. I'm sure someone could say, "How do you not like Wilco?" But it's just one of those things where I like tried. This. I gave it. A, <laughs> I gave it. A, I gave it a try, and uh, yeah. Here, let's yet. listen to their most popular song according All to right. Last FM called Jesus Etc. This is from Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. Never heard this before. Me neither. Jesus don't cry. I dig that, like a flat organ sound. Yeah. So they this was released, oh my god, September 18th, 2001. I dig it. Yeah, I mean, this is cool. This is their most popular song by far, according to Last FM. It sounds like a little Scrubs. You're right. That road. I think it's a Rhodes. That uh, that flat specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. All right. So uh, uh, there, there be Wilco, Um, and now. If you'd like, we can jump into lyrics. Unless there's anything else we can think about Wilco or the song or that album. No, I think we t- we got a lot of the stats out of the way. And you All know, right, I take so I take back what I said. Apparently, I had listened to Jesus. I couldn't find any once. one scrabble. <laughs> I couldn't find any scrabble uh, so, of Wilco from me. It must have been. It, it may have been an accidental scrabble, or you know, something that was playing in the background. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you put it on like radio. Exactly. <laughs> Yep, yeah. and they just said, you know, Wilco's big, right? Let's give him that. So, uh, yeah, I, but I don't recall it. I, but I do like it. I take that back. Yeah, so, I have seven listeners I know also scrabbled Wilco. But <laughs> when I go to Wilco's page, whereas on, like, Blink, I, my scrabble's 4,965. I go right. to Wilco's page, nada. 
just never uh, was on my radar. Okay, let's see. Uh, okay, we'll go into lyrics now. This is uh, coming from Kiryu. This is going to be much, uh, much shorter. Uh, I've actually blocked them off. Uh, it's a simpler song, You and I. And I didn't look at song meanings. I didn't look. Well, I guess I grabbed the lyrics from Genius. But knowing that it was a song that was established from, uh, uh, you know, time before this. Uh, let's see. I made up my own annotations here. So here we go. We're going to start with verse one. You and I. We might be strangers, however close we get sometimes, it's like we never met. And it sounds like these two were pretty fast friends, either that or their relationship per- perpetually feels new, which is always a great thing, you know, and it's kind of like you, you, you wake up next to this person and you go, this, this, nothing feels old. <laughs> yeah. Although, although you wake up and it's like, uh, don't make the bed, we got to do the sheets today. <laughs> <laughs> that, that makes it feel a little, I mean, like for a brief moment, David, maybe a little stale just for a sec. Yeah. <laughs> but then I'm like, you know what? Everything's fresh and new. <laughs> so it sounds like the relationship, it, it feels fresh to me. So it's a, it, it starts out pretty happy uh, it, in second part of this verse. But you and I, I think we can take it. All the good with the bad make something that no one else has but... And then the butt leads into the chorus. So um, this block of lyrics, I think they have a unique relationship that's seen its own share of trials. Uh, maybe they are in a very unique relationship. Maybe they aren't seeing each other as often. Or um, And that's what going back to the whole we might be strangers. Like they're, maybe they're just living apart and, and trying to find this, this relationship together. Um, and then they're making the best of it. So it's all the good with the bad makes something that no one else has. But you know, we're making whatever we we're given these these um, these guidelines or or the opportunities that we're given. We're making the best of it. And I love how it leads into that. Make something that no one else has, comma. But and then it yeah. goes into the chorus. And the chorus is so, I, I you know, and you're you were just kind of mentioning about having it's very the sidesteppy, dude. Yeah, had the air tambourine. It's like you can't yeah. you can't not. You know, go move your head back and forth, left and right. So, totally. yeah, into the chorus, very simple. Two lines, you and I, you and I. And I think that they're just reiterating, in the end, it's just us that matter. It's just those two people that matter. Uh, and then we go into verse two. And I like this. So another thing, you and I in, in verse one now has switched to me and you. Yeah. Which is so cool. I like it. It changes it around instead of just... And I did want to talk about that today. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, w- wait, was it, did it have anything to do with the question that I asked in the discord like weeks and weeks ago? <laughs> like when, when to use you and I and, and I wonder if I was too busy with work that I, it went by me. Did I no, wait? You in? explained it. Oh, you explained it, but oh. I couldn't, I can't repeat. You did it oh, that's in such so an funny. easy way. Then but yes, it has repeat. everything to do with that. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> I, Cause I can't, <laughs> I can't remember you. And you said it so quickly and clearly, but I didn't. Yeah. Routine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, should okay, we do it let now? Let me do this. Okay. Let me, let me uh, get through the verse real quick. Yeah. Um, I'll go. So me and you, what can we do when the words we use sometimes are misconstrued? So one of the very few songs that I've ever heard that drops the word first, misconstrued. Mm, that's true. <laughs> right? I, not, not, very, uh, not very often used. And then I think this block goes on to say that sometimes comments, textual comments can be misinterpreted. Mm-hmm. Uh, very very similar Absolutely. to what we were talking about last week with oh yeah uh, today i was beating myself up about forgetting to bring wes's homework with me to my parents to do laundry today 
So okay. I texted Susie. I was like, oh my gosh, I even looked in Wesley's bag this morning, saw homework, and was like, great, we're good to go. It's his homework from last week. And I was just sharing with her. And then tonight she's like, I thought like you were like upset because I didn't put the homework in there. I was like, no, I was so upset that, I, but that was the misconstrued. There was a misconstruction there. Right. <laughs> oh, so is that the, is that the misconstrued is the, uh, a different variation of misconstruction? I don't know. Actually, I just made that up. I was, I was hoping you would just let it slide. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I, I sniffed that out. No, it sounds like it works. So I'm going with it. I'm going to believe it. So do you want to go in now, uh, since we're about halfway through this verse, but we just talked about me and you, did you want to gush on, on me and you and Definition you and of misconstruction. After we find this out. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> A wrong interpretation as of words, intentions, or actions. An act or instance of misconstruing something. Misconstruction. You did it. You did it. Did it. All right, so now I feel like a million bucks walking in and telling everybody <laughs> when to properly use you and I versus me and you. Um, if the sentence can stand alone without the other noun, that is the proper. So you and I, we might be strangers. You could say that sentence, I might be a stranger, or you might be a stranger. But you wouldn't say me might be a stranger. Okay, 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 yes. So there does. it is. So me and you, what can we do? Me, what can me do? Uh, the me and you here is incorrectly used. But it's clever. I like the flip. Right. There's no, uh, there's, uh, it's also a song. So who the fuck So cares? artistically, but it could be, it, it is You and I are going to the movies because I could tell you I am going to the movie. I would never say me and you are going to the movies. I could maybe say me and you, let's go to the movies, but- Really, it would be like, let's go to the movies, just me and you, like maybe. Um, but it would be more like, um, uh, drop me and Justin off at the movies, you know what I mean? Like, drop right. me at the movies, not Justin, drop, drop Justin and I off at the movies, drop so I you, off at the movies. You could say, like, they sent you and me a package, correct? Because they sent me a package, they sent you a package. They didn't send I a package. Got it. Correct. Okay. Okay. There it is. Great. Because I just all wanted right. an example of, of me and you. So, yes. All right. So, let's say grammatically incorrect, but artistically very much cool. on point. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to put on the old shades, man. Put on the Ray-Bans. Cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very Anthony Michael Hall and Breakfast Club. Oh, like very <laughs> much so. I love that image. <laughs> That's a great gift. <laughs> All right, so second half of verse two. Uh, well, I won't guess what's coming next. I, can, I can't I can ever tell you're the deepest well I've ever fallen into. That's a very, that's a, that's a mouthful. That that's thing. a cool one. But yeah. yeah. Well, I won't guess what's coming next. I can't ever tell you're the deepest well I've ever fallen into. And I think this is a cute little way of saying that she still keeps him guessing. She's a firecracker. And he appreciates that about her, kind of keeping things fresh in their relationship. Uh, it's cool. It's and, and it, I love that it's in this song. It's a duet, and they're sort of in thinking in this verse. They're singing a little bit together at this moment. So it's yeah. kind of both of them looking at each other, and that's another cool aspect of a lot of these covers that I went through. It's it's kind of like I look at them, and it warms my heart a little bit when I see yeah. the couples looking at each other. And it's like, okay, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I need a tooth. I need to brush my teeth now. I, <laughs> I liked it though. I didn't. I didn't cringe at any of it. I thought this is cute. This is very cute. All right. 
Uh, and then this is the part that in my brain I always sing is a, oh, I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's essentially it. I'll repeat it. Um, oh, I don't want to know. Oh, I don't want to know. Oh, I don't need to know everything about you. And I think this is him just making making it clear. He, he likes the fact that there's more to her than he'll ever know. He doesn't want to know it all. And maybe that diminishes the ma- the magic if he did know everything. And going back to the the first line is like being, um, we might be strangers. Keeping that stuff in the dark is almost like you'll learn a little bit more about that other person year in and year out. Uh, and, and it keeps things different. It's like, let, tell me everything about you. I want to know everything about you. And then that's boring. And now it's kind of like, you know, let's, do you want to go get another, want to go play a board game together? It's, it, you know, <laughs> it's not as fun. So I think that's what they're saying in this bridge. And then the second half here is, oh, I don't want to know. And you don't need to know that much about me. And perhaps they can remain strangers and just keep things the way they are, um, since it seems to be working out for them just fine. And then we have the, the verse three, which is uh, you and I might be strange. We might be strangers again. So yep. a repetition there down at the bottom. But it's a cute little song, just about I think two people that are in a different place, in a different mentally, uh, and then have this not abnormal, but a different approach at their relationship and it seems to be fun and working out for them it's a cute little cute little track it's a cute little ditty Uh uh-huh let's see um so these lyrics i again going back i i I don't think i realized it was a cover until you reminded me last week i always thought uh you know once i listened to the extended edition or or deluxe edition they always it always messes with me the expanded edition the (laughs) deluxe edition the deluxe expanded edition that's right. Uh, yeah, listening to this after mixtape, and then you got Aeneas, and then you and I. Right before, I know, I know that you and I don't match or, or don't uh, agree on this one. But coffee and cigarettes, the acoustic version. I'll listen to either one of them on uh, purpose. I know that, oh, of course, David. <laughs> yes, on purpose. But you and I was always a welcome little uh, preceding track to coffee and cigarettes. It's just so cute. Just over three minutes long, you know. Yeah. Um, so here's what I've got. Oh, okay. So on song meanings, there's not much, but uh, I found this comment from Dempiz, D-E-M-P-I-Z, on October 10th, 2010. Your basic song about a relationship that has its up and downs, but a couple work through their problems and always come up, uh, come to the upside of things. Song is incredible. Can't believe it's just a bonus track. Definitely my favorite song of the band right now. So I loved, the, I was reading that comment. I was like, oh, that's cute. This person didn't know it was a cover. Uh, and then I'm looking up at the lyrics and I was like, what What lyrics are these? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Did you see it? Uh, yeah. When, yeah. It's How the, I will steal you back. Build the walls. <laughs> yeah. It was, I will steal you back. <laughs> I was like, this isn't right. I wonder how but that gets I do mixed think, up. But yeah, it, but that's obviously the lead yeah. single off the record, not the bonus track. So the comment is about the song, but the lyrics are right. not right. Uh, maybe, no, I, I can't create a song meanings account to save my life. I think their name server is all messed up. So uh, it'll just always be that wrong way. Um, yeah. So what did I find? I found this on Wayback Machine. Oh, I had to go to the Wayback Machine to find the iTunes listing to confirm that this was an iTunes exclusive release and the only place that this was released. 
And so I went to the Wayback Machine and actually found the iTunes page. And here's the the blurb that was written on iTunes when this was released. The iTunes Deluxe version. So that's what this is definitively called. Got it. The iTunes Deluxe version included you and I, Wilco cover, Precision Auto, Super Chunk cover, acoustic versions of coffee and cigarettes and mixtape, and a demo version of Anais. So Anais. Anais. Um, very Anais. <laughs> uh so that is uh what i had for itunes bonus and then uh oh i did pull up let's see how right i was i p- pulled up miriam webster's learner's dictionary ask the editor should i use you and me or you and i and the answer whether to use i or me depends on whether the phrase is the subject of the sentence or the object of the sentence i is a subject pronoun and the subject of the person th- Uh, or thing doing the action as in I went to the store. Me is an object pronoun and the object is the person or thing the action happens to as in Alex liked me. That use you and I when it is the subject of the sentence and you and me when it is the object of the sentence. Here are some example sentences with you and I as the subject doing the action. You and I are going to be late. You and I walked along the road. You and I watched the dancers on stage. You and I liked them. The sentences above, you and I, are the people doing the actions. Here are some example sentences with you and me as the object receiving the action. Harold watched you and me. They sent you and me a package. Hey, look at you. Uh, (laughs) The sun was shining on you and me. The kids gave the books to you and me. The rules above are what you should use in formal writing, but they are often broken in speech or songs. I wrote. Uh, that last part. Uh, some people <laughs> think you and I is more formal or educated sounding and you and me is more convert conversational or casual. That's definitely what I thought when I was a kid. It, me too. Exactly. <laughs> Same. So it's not unusual to hear someone say he gave it to you and I if they are trying to sound very formal or you and me should go to the store if they are speaking very casually. I hope this helps. So, you so. know, my at my age, when I hear somebody say you and me, I look at them almost like, you know, there's that there's that gif of Fucking the dude. Fucking peasant? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. I think like when they use it properly, I go, oh, they did it. Because I have, I just still say you and I about everything. And then I, I think I used it in the Discord, and that's when you corrected me. And I was like, I knew it was going to come to a point where I, I screwed up. <laughs> one of the weird ones I hear all the time is, oh, that was one of the most, that was like, I would say that was one of the most fun times I ever had. But I feel like there are many times that people say that was one of the funnest times I've ever had. Or uh, like uh, the winningest team or. Uh, can you count the monies? Like those are weird ones for uh, me. Can you, can I can I tell you one that I've argued oh. over in my head is please, uh, and badly is the word. I would always say I feel bad. Oh, and sure. Lindsay would always say I feel badly, and I go, "You doing it? You're doing it wrong. It's not I feel badly." <laughs> Again, same thing. It's like there's all these things that I was like, no, my way is the right way. I've been doing this for years. And she is right. It's I feel oh, badly. Yeah. And I yeah. think, oh, man, now I really feel bad. I mean, badly. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> but it's terrible that all for all those years, I thought I was saying it right. And then now I'm, right. I'm trying my hardest to, to try and say, you know, the L-Y on the end of it to show right. my feeling. But. Yeah, you should that, go. You should go. Uh, uh, top hat poo and say, "I feel poorly." <laughs> <laughs> I feel poorly. <laughs> top hat poo. Oh yeah. man. <laughs> uh, 
um, what was it? Uh, what is it in uh, like here in the U.S.? You say I have to go to the hospital, but I think oh. in the U.K. you just say I have to go to hospital. Like, I, that's yeah. an awkward one for me. And also is like yeah. when I was going to university, and I think ah right. yes, you mean in high school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know where you're from. Yeah. So there, uh, I feel, there. I, but I gotta admit, I feel less refined in in, in all of those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's another one? Um, oh. Uh, fewer or less i feel oh, like people get yes. wrong all the time yeah that one i i get right that one i'm correct with oh that's good yeah i i, I couldn't explain it to you i just know when it's wrong <laughs> is that bad that means i probably <laughs> no, don't understand I think, it right well, i feel like a teacher would tell me that i means think I don't get it. Mm, well i i it's hard for like me today to the dodgers scored it. fewer runs than <laughs> right and maybe the less Braves. resort less correlates to a the Dodgers did less well today. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, I, see, I can't even explain it. Um, <laughs> I just know that when there's a number involved, but you think that less could be. Oh, there you go. Yeah, right. When there's that, a, that, a, that's a, enough. I think you explained there, it well okay. enough. There we go. Okay, great. I got it. And Ooh, I think you spelled it well enough, not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I feel goodly about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm few. Uh, I'm I I feel fewer shame. <laughs> Now, <laughs> where's Muzzy? Vision <laughs> 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 Oh, uh, that's French. Bonjour. Okay, okay. Oh man. Okay. Uh, what the hell are we doing? Uh, <laughs> uh that's it for track notes so oh, I'm out. oh okay okay uh got it um i have two community things <laughs> oh i got a. I guess see. i have a couple more but yeah 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 i got i got one i i think i i found one uh consequence of sound that talks about it what how do you yeah. miss consequence of sound i know that's always your gig and i come across it it's consequence.net right that's the website uh the cos is their uh logo yeah it's got to be the place okay, is this the it. one where they ranked all the albums and no, all that this, shit through surviving uh, ooh maybe that's why i missed it no well let's see let me see what Not this, ranked, this is ranked very... they talk about like how jimmy is this album no this is a the, this one's actually titled check out jimmy world cover wilco's you and i oh, cos great. yeah i missed this completely premiere so uh chris copeland uh september 27th 2010 uh, by now, you probably know Jimmy World's latest effort, invented, hit streets tomorrow. If you're a fan, it's probably even written in your calendar. Though we can't offer you any exclusives, we can give you something almost as good. You know, like a cover of Wilco's You and I. It won't hold you over too long, especially considering you've been waiting since you finished 2007's Chase This Light. Uh, but it should stave off those hunger pains for a bit. The track, taken from 2009's Wilco, the album, doesn't reinvent the wheel much, but it does a pretty good job of recreating the track's particularly somber feel. Gone is the haggard lean of Jeff Tweedy's voice, replaced by the pained emo tone of Jim Atkins. And while Feist didn't tag along this time around, it's safe to say the cover does the tune justice, highlighting elements of both bands and leaving no room to complain. Enjoy the track below. Make sure to check out the band uh, this fall. I and love then they go on us. to say, check out you and I Wilco cover, invented track list, and then Jimmy World's 2010 tour dates, man. Oh, it takes me back. Asheville, North Carolina, the Orange Peel, 929 Los Angeles, California, at the Wiltern. Man. Oh, yeah. I want to say I was there, David, 2010. I think I went on this tour. I was 
probably there. Yeah. Right. Invented tour. I I most likely took invented. My I feel like I saw it at the Fox in Pomona. Yeah. Okay, but it doesn't. Yeah. All right. And I think we were promised jetpacks opened, and that was when I fell in love with we were promised jetpacks. Yeah. 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 I know. I really wish I kept better. There was a there was a time up until like 2005 when I was like religiously keeping. Uh, yeah, my ticket stubs, and then I stopped. Oh, I still have them all, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, have I still it have them, but now. I stopped collecting them because of just that whole moving mm. to digital stuff. And then yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if stuff got lost in my email. Well, like I'm good. holding in front of me my autographed, invented, um, CD insert. Yeah, and that came with the vinyl that I bought at that show. And in my mind's eye, I was at the Fox Theater when I bought that vinyl. Okay, so that. And I think it was because I really liked seeing Jimmy Eat World at the Glass House all the time. And then all of a sudden, they were just playing next door at the Fox Theater. And I was like, I should still go out to Pomona to see this show. Yeah. And maybe I was busy the night that they were playing at the Wiltern or something. Oh, I think I know the Glass House. And it's when you walk Love in the Glass House, when you walk in and they have the merch tables there, because it's a pretty small venue. Is it? Uh-huh. Is it the glass wall on your right? Yeah. And then, OK. And then you walk straight and turn left. And that's the venue in there. Uh, there's no turn. It, when you walk into the venue, it's a big, long glass wall and a corridor to the merch table. And the merch table is technically behind the stage because if you continue walking straight instead of turning right to go to see the merch, uh-huh. you would walk straight in and you are, if you're looking at this, you're coming in, the stage is immediately to your right. Okay. And then you can walk straight back to the bar, but the whole floor is to your right. Ah, Okay. And then you're basically facing Second Avenue if you're looking at the stage. or And like I said, behind the stage is the merch booth. And the stage is kind of in the corner of the room. Okay. Um, I saw Boxcar Racer there. I saw uh, Set Your Goals and uh, what was the band that I actually went to go see? Four Year Strong. And oh, yeah. And I saw uh, Jimmy Eat World there several times. And Streets of Rage and Angels and Airwaves. Yeah, Man. that's where I saw Streets of Rage for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Propagandi I saw there. It's a great venue. I, I love that venue. And there's all these cool little like shops in the area. Now, uh, I came across uh, one other article by accident. Oh? Yes. And and I know why. <laughs> this was titled, we, we may revisit this at one point. This is from Scott Heisel of 17 years ago, punknews.org. And the the article is titled, or this this uh, this post is titled "Jimmy Eat World," and it starts off like this: the phrase "I don't know, man, I'm just the bass player" came up an ungodly number of times in the first five minutes of my interview with Jimmy Eat World bassist Rick Birch. Interesting. Yeah. So we may have to revisit this. Fortunately, for the over the next forty five minutes, Birch let hit down with his Scott bar. Heisel, huh? Yes. So I'll Scott keep this. has a relationship with the band, but the fact that Ricky Birch was giving him the cold shoulder a little bit right. was pretty. I love that. <laughs> it seemed like he had to prod him to get out some stuff, uh, <laughs> and this was this was what I uh, gathered from it. Let's see, this is the Punk News article. Ah, yes. So there's a at some point Megan shows up. I don't know where this Megan shows up. Megan Golding? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, this is way at the end, and I, this is why I. I this is how it goes. Is Megan shut down the interview. To, it says to Megan, you know, in, in parentheses, anything you want to say, you've been so vocal this entire interview. I don't know if Megan's associated with this. Yeah, this, that's interesting. This is that whole like article their PR is, like person. It, it's all funky because it's got. I'm going to look through the liner notes right now for Megan. Okay. Um, 
it looks like this article was like scraped from somewhere else because all of the apostrophes are that funky. It's like mm. the, the A with the, the C that's funky, <laughs> yeah. which I did the find and replace for it uh, for the end. But let me just, this is exactly why this part came up. Um, to Megan, anything you want to say? You've been so vocal this entire interview. Megan says, well, pirates and ninjas, that's all there was. Uh, carrots or celery? Ooh, carrots, carrots, what up? I think that's what Rick, Rick is saying. So carrot, uh, Rick is talking about carrots. Megan says, but carrots don't go as well with peanut butter. Rick says, yeah, they do. What carrots have you eaten before or what peanut butter? And Megan says, Reese's peanut butter is all I eat. <gasps> and Rick Ooh. says, Reese's? It's all about Jif. Reese's tastes just like the peanut butter you get in the candy. And Megan well, says, and that's problem that? a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Rick says, yeah, that's not real peanut butter. And Megan says, no, it's better. And then, I love this. And this is why you and I are a step above. So oh, I guess, you and I'm sorry, I, that is. must have been Scott Heisel re- re- responding. So Megan is with Rick in, at some point in this. I don't know who Megan is. Megan's not anywhere in the liner notes Nothing. Here. Interview transcribed I mean, by Megan Davies. So maybe she was sitting alongside Scott Heisel. Maybe. I need to. Yeah. I needed a really RTFI. If you know what I'm saying, I should have gone back and gone through this <laughs> with all the time time I had. RTFI class. R- RTFI. Uh, so maybe she was sitting there. So maybe Rick is just a quiet dude. I don't know. So who knows? We'll re- re- we'll revisit that one a little bit later. See what he had to say. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it came up. Is like that's why uh, you and I. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see. I don't think I have anything. No, I don't have anything else as far as uh, as articles or track notes for that. All right. Uh, so I only have uh, I have two community and four Facebook or two Reddit and four Facebooks. Okay. Um, that uh, was weird as I almost didn't have Facebook where I had done my search in the uh, group. Oh, nope. I have one Facebook <laughs> and that is Jillian Coon Warren on March uh-huh. 30th of this year says I'm embarrassed. I was today years old when I learned you and I is a cover. And uh, Billy Key says, it's okay. I used to think Firestarter was their song too. Uh, and uh, Steffi Margot says, you learn me something. Uh, surprise face. Uh, Thomas Nepshield says, what? <laughs> uh, Josh Kuhn Kramer says, I had no idea. Should we discuss Call to Love while we're here? <laughs> which is a great cover that they did uh uh this year or last year uh and uh so yeah that was uh oh yeah justin vigiant says i didn't even know that was that a cover i didn't even know that cover existed until two months ago i only ever owned the invented cd and vinyl so i didn't have the bonus tracks what is kind of cool is that makes three of my four favorite bands represented on that one record in some form, Jimmy Eat World, Wilco, and Super Chunk. So Justin must hold invented <laughs> in high regard. Um, then we've got 2017 Survivor. It was uh, it made it to 17th place. Yeah, oof. <laughs> uh, which is of I think 17 tracks. And then uh, 2019 Survivor. It was out in round three, so not quite last place. And that is all I have for community. Do you, what do you have? Okay. I've got uh, a couple more from Reddit. And this one was uh, submitted two years ago by Deleted, unfortunately. Best Classic. covers <laughs> played by Jimmy Eat World. Uh, first ever post on Reddit, but I thought I would venture in with a poll. Uh, what is your favorite song recorded and released 
by Jimmy Eat World. That is not originally by Jimmy Eat World. I'm not counting any covers they may have played on tour, but never released. So uh, they went on to say Spangle, Game of Pricks, Half Right, Take Them As They Come, <laughs> New Religion, Stop Whispering, We Are Never Getting Back Together, The Concept, Firestarter, and Last Christmas. And then You and I shows up with Indie Mosh. As bonus tracks on Invented, they also had You and I by Wilco and Precision Auto by Super Chunk, which are both great. You and I might be my favorite cover of theirs. So, uh, Indie Mosh. Uh, and I think, I don't know if Deleted shows up. You know how sometimes it'll highlight when the original OP? Uh-huh. Sh- uh, this one's Deleted. But they say, good call, both excellent covers that I can't believe I missed. So, that must have been uh, OP there. Commenting yeah. in with Indie Mosh uh, a couple more times. Uh, Ella Bella Medella. I have a very soft spot for last Christmas, and and I'm a Christmaster, and so I get heavy play in December. But I also love Half Right, You and I, and Precision Auto. And then Upstate New Yorka, New Yaka, says, well, I had no idea Half Right, You and I, or Precision Auto were covers today, I learned. Again, shows shows you I don't know a whole lot about music, I guess. <laughs> but a lot of the <laughs> same comments. Uh, you I was today years old. I always love that phrase. Yeah, so good. Uh, okay, another, let's see, You and I in here. Uh, oh, opinions of covers Jimmy World have done and covers you'd like to see them do. Four years ago by Grow Life, the or Grow Life Grow Trainer. Life Trainer Grow Life Trainer. Uh, and in this thread, uh, Kevin Brown, uh, the oh, name, yeah, Kato. the name without uh, without. Um, I always love when people do this without vowels. So Kevin Brown without vowels. Oh yeah. Uh, I'd really appreciate an out of the box cover, maybe something like Red House Painters. They usually. F- they usually flip the original genre on its heels and create a unique song, save Wilco's You and I. Personal favorite has always been, always will be Firestarter. Yeah, that's good. So Kevin Brown there, our friend Kevin Brown, likes it. And my last one here is from, I love. I always love a good post from Bro Can We Get Last Right of the Night on Goliath. <laughs> Damn it. I didn't know this person was so active on the sub. <laughs> Me neither. I want to know who this this one is. I want to know who this person is. Eventually, maybe we'll sleuth around. Uh, creep, you know. I've been seriously. They gotta be local, <laughs> huh? They gotta be local. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On Goliath, they gotta be SoCal or at least Santa Clarita area. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for all the time. Oh, I'm sorry. I've se- I've been seriously underrating Invented from a year ago. For all the time I've liked Jimmy at World, this has been the album I listened to the least because it just never stuck with me. Correct. Uh, of course, I have given it several chances over time, but for some reason this week, I listened to it like 10 times. Something about its uniqueness and variety and really great composition. Everything works all of a sudden. Add to that, Movie Like and Invented are two of my favorite songs by Jimmy World out of all of them. But you go down into the thread here. Uh, Nez477 says, yeah, it's a fantastic album. I think it's a bit more mediocre songs, in my opinion, than their best albums, but there's so much to like. I don't love movie like it's le- it's likely my least favorite on the album, but invented is definitely in the running for a top ten song for me. And bro, can we get the last ride of the night on Goliath twice? Responds. Uh, bottom comment though says, I'd say my least favorite on the album is potentially coffee and cigarettes or you and I. So maybe you and hmm. this person are uh, cut from the same cloth, David. <laughs> <laughs> but you like you and I, right? I yeah, it's a, it's a fine track. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, they they commented later. Forgot you and I isn't on the record, so there's a lot of uh, realization that Bro got on this uh, this post of his <laughs> <laughs> his own post. So good for him or her. Now yeah. let's see. That's it for those. You, you went through the what you had in Facebook, right? I did. Yep. 
Okay. Yeah, I got nothing else as far as uh, community goes. All right, let's take a listen to that performance from 2009. Ooh, okay. With Jim and CNN. Thank you so, so much. That was a lot of fun. Thank you. Uh, at this time, I'd like to invite Ms. Courtney Andrews to All right. come help us with this next one. <laughs> 20 years old. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. How's it sounding? I don't know. Maybe more. A little bit. Across the front. This People is are CMA fans. fans. Oh, yeah.
It's so weird to refer to her as anything else but Courtney Marie Andrews to me. I know. And he said, Courtney Andrews, come out here. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> At the very beginning. Yeah. I'm scrubbing around. I want to see that guy. <laughs> I don't think it's him. Never going to see him. <laughs> Dr. Light. Yep. Oh, well. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that was the uh, the full jam. And uh, I don't have any other live version. Should we listen to a little bit of the studio version? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's hear that uh, studio version. I sent you a Google Drive link. You did. All right. Let's hit this. This is the the uh, studio version. Yes. I love it. There was a problem playing this audio file. Classic problem. Classic Google Drive. It says I love it's it. an MP3. I, I love mean, it more and more each day. Oh, no, no. I'm just going to refresh. I'm sure everything will be fixed by this refresh. It's very strange. <laughs> We might be strangers However close we get sometimes It's like we never met But you and I I think we can take it That chord right there is so cool little turnaround they have there from the bridge it is yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's unconventional i don't think i would have been able yeah. to think to write it that way first when, on my first listen through i thought that sounds like an awkward chord change but then the way that right. they turn it all the way around and come back in it works yeah i got used to it yeah <laughs> you know what i <laughs> you mean and like, I, it, <laughs> I got used to it <laughs> not like that I, I come to expect it not like i'm like all right here it comes <laughs> <laughs> I've come to accept and expect. <laughs> yes, there you go. Oh man. Okay. okay. Do you have any great covers you'd like to share? I do. I came across a lot. So I. I I'm, oh wow! I came across week. a cover. Really? So well, I think my I was probably more. Um, uh, uh, I had a more discerning criteria for my covers than maybe you. I'm sure you put in, did you put in Jimmy Eat World as the... Uh, yeah, as it had to be yeah. a, ver- a cover of the Jimmy Eat World version. 
I, I, you know, I thought I, I'm going to go through because there's going to be some pretty ones since this is a Wilco cover. And sure enough, I'm glad I did. I had to go through a crap ton. I'll tell you what. Um, I had about 25 or 30 of these wow. that I went through and listened to. Uh, but I marked off uh, seven great ones. That uh, Let's go ahead and listen to those. Sick. All right, cool. This one is uh, each production. Each production, a couple, um, as we will... You and I will see, I guess. You and I. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so here's a Wilco You and I cover by each production. You and I Might be strangers However close we get sometimes It's like we've never met Good chord change. Yeah. All the good the bad make something that no one else has but you and I. You and I. Me and you. What can we do? Well, the words we use sometimes misconstrue. at each other. Yeah. Well, he looked at her at least. Yeah. <laughs> he looked back at me. Baby. Red flag. <laughs> oh, I don't want to know. Oh, I don't want to know. Oh, I don't need to know everything about you. I like his voice, man. Oh, I yeah, don't they're great. when they both look at each other david yeah oh it's totes cute okay all right toots cute toots cute all right this next one up uh, babyland studio this is cool oh uh, look at this look at all the ch- is this like sparrow sleeps uh no this is uh this is like two older friends that are hanging out doing this wilco cover but just check out all the freaking tchotchkes on the wall here whoa whoa those strings are old Yeah, they're dead. Might be strangers. That's like a technique now. People, uh, what are they? They call them like um. Close we get they use like a rubber bridge like on the guitar to make it sound dead like that. Like Phoebe Bridgers uses that sound. Wow. Think we can take it. All the good with the bad make something that no one else has but. Switch off. What's coming yeah. next? I can't 
That's a fun harmony to do. Oh, I don't wanna know. Very Everly Brothers. Oh, yeah. I don't need to know everything about you. Oh, I don't wanna know, and you don't need to know that much about me. Oh, 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 oh dude, he. Noodled around, man. They yeah, sounded man. great. Listening to them all the way through. They the sound water's beautiful. Boiling. Toss those noodles in, baby. They look like they live somewhere in Laurel Canyon, though. With oh, all yeah, that yeah, stuff, yeah. That you know? room looks way too warm for me. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think I'd be very uncomfortable in there. Really? It looks too hot. Huh. Interesting. I mean, I wonder yeah. what you'd think of if you came in here because I've got two incandescent bulbs here. Very, very warm. Um, I, and that's the thing is, yeah, it's not the color. It's the it's the amount of stuff in the Christmas lights makes me think the temperature in that room is too warm for my liking. <laughs> Gosh, you know, uh, the new Scream trailer dropped. Right. And uh, yeah. it's great because they inter- they 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 work the fact that people have smart homes now and can lock their doors from their phone and all this stuff. Anyway, they show a close up on her phone when she's locking the doors. <laughs> and You can see her thermostat. And this person uh, tweeted uh, homegirl in the Scream trailer keeps her house way too warm. <laughs> It's like 74 <laughs> degrees or something like that. I was like, oh, gross. <laughs> 74, huh? God, you guys. What, what's yours Se- at? Uh, I usually keep it at 72. Gosh, that would be, it's, I'd be freezing. I would be. Oh, my God. You should move in with my grandparents and they keep their house <laughs> at a good, at a balmy 82 to 87. <laughs> no, see, there's a, there's, there's a nice happy medium in there that's not balmy. It's not- I want to I want to walk into my house and be like, uh, yeah, sure, I can wear a sweater. That sounds good. <laughs> no, it just seems like it was such a weight to no, me. It seems like I do such feel a waste like the, most of the comments it seem like people keep their houses like sixty eight, and that's a little too low for me. Now, what happens is I'll set my thermostat to seventy two, but my room will get to sixty eight <laughs> because the thermostat is downstairs. That's the that's the bummer about living in a townhouse situation. Is like yeah. your thermostat has nothing to do with any of the right. rooms. I, I get that. I get that. And uh, there, I, I did go to CES one year, and they had um, some company had a startup that was doing. Uh, <laughs> uh, each vent had its own thermostat and so it would adjust the vents in all of the rooms to make the house more uh evenly temperature e- evenly temperate and it was like 150 bucks per vent cover oh but i was like i guess like that's very expensive but like if you basically put the investment in once it probably will pay for itself if it's evenly cooling your home um, right. And isn't that the whole idea behind things like Nest is that it not only is it digital and all that, but it, it's supposed to track, you know, like, let's say it, the time of year, the temperature that it that it the ambient temperature that it grabs. And then there's also how low like if you want it to be colder constantly, then it's just going to run it colder more. Right. Is Like, isn't that kind of the but same the thing? The Nest itself is it's just a thermostat in that it doesn't know what temperature it is in my bedroom. If the thermostat is downstairs in the living room, so it sure, but knows if you're constantly what the changing it lower, downstairs. you know uh-huh. what I mean? Though, like if it realizes that, oh, it, I know that it looks like it's a comfortable temp, but this person keeps going down, so I'm going to just make my baseline lower. 
I guess sometimes that happens where it's like it's I'm warm in the room. Uh, Sometimes I'll just turn the fan on, but sometimes I'll be like, no, I need it to be cooler. But you only like knock it down one degree past where it needs to go to turn on and then you knock it back up one degree. (laughs) So does that mean a, if, if we were a, in the same house, would you go and like after I turned off the AC when I'm going to bed, would you walk up and turn it back on? <laughs> Is that what you're um, saying? Uh, would you have to run the AC? I mean, would you? I, I never run the AC overnight, ever. Uh, I, <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird yeah. habit. I don't know why. I, 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 no, I'll, I'll, I'll put the fan on. I, okay. I'll, I'll right, put cool. the fan on at least. <laughs> but yeah, no way. 74 I is. Care. I really it's 74? not that big of a deal. 74 yeah i don't know man 74 is pretty warm yeah we run ours at, or we leave ours like, at 78 You'd normally i'll be like oh it's gross in the house and i'll look and it's like 75 to 76 in the house i'm like oh fuck no that is so <laughs> gross um so yeah there it is thermostat talk home girl <laughs> uh, uh what else you got okay i got uh this is a cool one studios b I wrote down my notes. Slacker Rock cover, full band. Okay, awesome. Cool. This is cool. Let's see what these guys are. Oh, this is cute. Yeah. This, again, I'm gonna keep saying this, buddy. Oh, I always wanted. The, I love this guy's haircut. I love that guy's jacket. Their sweater. I know everything about them. Airplanes on a. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. I dig the bass on this. Yeah. I love the, the guitar. so cute that was <laughs> I, that was that's a thoroughly enjoyable watch yes very much so and yeah you're right i love his sweater man just black with the uh the airplanes. yeah man white airplanes that's cool um oh i can't i have a uke cover <gasps> I, I came across three but you Julie, don't say 
Julie Bergstein's was my favorite of, of the three that I came across. So let's listen to uh, Julie Bergstein's here. That's a Lonnie Kai. That's the same kind I have. Oh, same I size. Make it out. It does. Sounds great. Her voice like is her so present. Oh yeah. That's oh yeah. Very, very present. Uh, she's got this nice vibrato. Kind of like Karen Carpenter. Oh yes, totally. She kind of looks like Courtney Cox. Her voice is very present. Beautiful. Yeah. Terrific. Thanks, Julie Bergstein. Um, I got a couple more. Uh, Huckleberry Fiend. This is Ooh, fun. I like that. Let's watch this one. This is this is kind of what I did. I don't remember. I don't know if you recall that IG. Uh, it was a little short video I did of me in the jam room. Like there was me playing bass, drums, guitar, and then piano off to the side. And mm. just using, I used... After Effects just to, to to mask myself out. Oh, okay, was, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. you know, it was like a fun little project. And so this is what this guy has done. So Huckleberry Fiend, or is it Friend? Oh, boy. Hell yeah. Huckleberry Fiend. Yeah, it looks fun. So cheersing to himself, three other gentlemen. <laughs> Look, he's got Garage Band? Uh, it looks like Logic, maybe. Oh, is it? Okay. I like that piano sound. <laughs> we might be strangers However close we get sometimes It's like we never met <laughs> Garbage met Piano is so nice Yeah All the good with the bad Make something that no one else has but that cajon sounds legit. Ever tell you're the deepest 
job of harmonizing with yeah, himself man, that's fun the falsetto is the the female part there okay i got two more uh carly girvin here i like carly girvin she made a comment about the face facial expressions and it's like that's one of those things when i play acoustic i you know I, i'm not even gonna apologize <laughs> for it anymore i'm gonna look like i got a stink face my my nostrils flare who cares right <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> did like her voice. It's so funny because there's a great reverb on it, but then it also looks like a shower curtain behind her. So I was like, is she just, is that just like the reverb of the bathroom she's in? It's huge. <laughs> There's some type of singing. There's a very specific type of singing that we've listened to a few covers of that I just can't. I it's tough for me to s- listen to that style of singing. Hers is beautiful, but there is, and I've seen it on like American Idol, and it's just kind of like uh, I think when they force these enunciations that are mm-hmm. not doesn't seem like it. It's necessary. Hers is beautiful though. It's kind of like close, but she never went into that. It's like rounded vowels or something. Is that what it is? Is that how you I think so? That's how I describe it anyway, but I think I know what you're talking about. Kind of like a monsters and men. It doesn't sound like a put on for her. Right. Yeah. She sounds like she's just like, you have a beautiful voice and and you're singing. So 
Uh, that was Carly Gervin. The last one I have is from Hoot Strings, another four-piece, but I like how quirky their video is. Um, oh, nice. The gentleman in the top left starts it off, but the other guys aren't really um, getting paid yet, so they're not really doing their work. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> it looks fun. <laughs> the gentleman in the bottom right reading a book. <laughs> you and I We might be strangers However cross we get sometimes It's like we never met But you and I I think we can take it Or a girl with the back Make something Whoa, another person popped in. Yeah. I love that guitar sound. Is there a term for when bassists look like they could be cooking a thing of <laughs> pasta or playing and there's no difference to it? Yeah, instead of a stank face, it's like a yum face. <laughs> That's great. I feel like their chords and the turnaround were different, and I think they were better than the original. <laughs> yeah, I liked them yeah. the best. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. That was uh, but fucking cool, man. Absolutely. I wanted love to that see who was playing the B3. <laughs> Do you want me to keep going? <laughs> well, no, they're not popping up. You can hear Who the knows? organ all over it. You never know, yeah. but there could be another. <laughs> That's true. Another little uh, person. Yeah, that you, you didn't notice that she popped up in the top left? No, <laughs> all of a sudden I heard somebody else singing, and then I was like, oh, there she is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was tight. I love that the yeah. guitar, the electric guitarist is play, wearing a Wilco hat. Yeah. And uh, I was looking for other Easter eggs in their rooms. Uh, definitely not in the basis unless the uh, Wilco guy was really into plants. <laughs> Ficus. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, man, that was great. Uh, and I have a cover. And okay. specifically, so it's Bethy DN on SoundCloud. And she specifically had a cover that was Wilco. Uh, you and I, Wilco, Jimmy Eat World cover. Beth <laughs> Newcomb. Uh, Wilco slash Jimmy Eat World cover. Beth Newcomb. 12-3-14. You and I, we might be strangers However close we get sometimes 
It's like we never met, but you and I, I think we can take it. All the good with the bad will make something that no one else has but you and I, you and I. Super brave. I love oh, when yeah. people uh, uh, put up an acapella. Jen is good, and it's so it's so upfront. Yeah, she's solid, man. Uh huh. Um, so, Justin, do you have anything else on this song? Um, I did a rave DJ, but you can guess what oh, I did. Uh, well, what's it called? I and you. <laughs> oh, I made an I and you too, but it didn't tell me you made one. Well, huh. let's listen to both of them and see which one's good. All right, let's see. <laughs> Okay, here I'll we go. I'll send you mine as well. So uh, I guess we probably just used two different YouTube videos, so. Yeah, okay. Oh, this sounds good so far. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh. Oh, boy. It's like singing in the round. Yeah. <laughs> Row, row, row your boat. Row, row, row. No one else has but. No one else has but. Me and you. What can we do? When the world's weak. Oh man, What's coming next? I can ever tell Okay, all right. Let's listen to yours now. Okay, cool. Let's all right, so this is I and You, David edition. Yeah. Yours starts out. Sounds similar already. Very similar, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the yeah. same. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> <laughs> so no different. You yeah. just use the lyrics. You know, it's funny. Version. I was thinking, like, anytime I sing along on the pod with the latency, it's almost like I'm singing in the round already. Yeah. Well, that's how I hear it in my ears, but then I'll sync it back up, and it's actually it's right. okay. Yeah. Oh, so good. So, Justin, what are your final thoughts on the song "You and I" by Wilco by Jimmy Eat World? I like the song. Um, I realized far too late that it was a cover, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> going through invented. Uh, I was listening to it a couple of weeks ago on a walk. And I was impressed by how uh, how well that whole album has stood stood up since 2010. And uh, you and I is a nice little tidbit on the end of this in this extended edition or expanded version or whatever the hell it is. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of this track. What about you, David? This is one of the few that I very solidly knew was a cover, and I just never sought out the original. I was like, eh, it sounds pretty faithful to what I assume the original is, and it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's a it's a totally fine song. It reminds me of something that would have been in Scrubs or some sort of Zach Braff picture. Oh, totally. Um, and uh, and not I love all of that stuff. So that's very up my alley. Um, but it just never really like hit for me. I love that CMA is on it. Uh, um, 
and uh, how firmly she cement cemented her uh, footing in the band at this time. Right. Um, and uh, and now she's Grammy nominated. I don't even I, I unfortunately didn't remember if she had won or not, but um, I know that her record was nominated this past year. So, wow. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, so I definitely think she was the best thing to come out of this era of the band. Her and Heart is Hard to Find. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just like the cover, the album and the insert and everything, this this album is very taupe to me. And uh, and so uh, I don't know. I never would have been able to tell you that this was a bonus track on this album. Uh, I I did remember it, though. I remembered I yeah. knew what it was going in. So um, I guess do with it what you will <laughs> do with that information, what you will. Um, and, uh, and hopefully you take all of that information and continue to be excellent to each other and party on dudes. <laughs> <laughs>